From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. I am really excited to have Kim Sladen in the Health You studio with me. Um, Kim is a registered nurse and a congestive heart failure navigator at Riverside. Hi, Kim. Hello. Thanks for having me today. It's awesome to have you as well. So this episode, we're going to be talking about heart matters and understanding congestive heart failure, uh, which is a topic very near and dear to my heart. According to the Centers for Disease Control, more than 6 million adults in the United States have heart failure. We are joined today by Kim, and we're going to delve into that a little bit more to learn about congestive heart failure and what oftentimes is referred to as CHF. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Kim, tell me a little bit about how and why you decided to go into this particular field. Yeah, so I graduated from Radford University with my BSN. I started my career in uh, transplant in Boston, Massachusetts, moved to uh, Virginia and joined the Riverside family. Um, I started in the ICU, worked there for about five years, transitioned to the cath lab, um, which I loved, and then became the heart failure navigator. And it's a lot of patient education, which is just something I love doing. Okay. So when you think about a navigator, we think about like a car, like you use your navigator to get from one location to another. So for our viewers who may not have that medical background, talk to them a little bit more about how you specifically support, educate um, in that navigator role, specifically around CHF and what that looks like. Yeah, so when patients come into the hospital um, with a new diagnosis of heart failure or an existing diagnosis, I'll see them um, at the bedside and review symptoms, when they should call their doctor, when they should call 911, help them make follow-up appointments with their primary care doctor and in our heart failure clinic. Okay. Um, That's at regional. Okay. Very good. Very good. So you keep a longstanding relationship because while you can treat symptoms, um, congestive heart failure or CHF is a chronic condition. Would I be correct in saying that? Yes, it is. Uh, And so it's something that doesn't go away, but you're able to manage, right, and have, um, you know, good quality of life. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. So it's a progressive disease that can't be cured, but it can be managed. And so we go over all the things that you can do to manage your heart failure, to live um, a pretty healthy life with heart failure. Okay. Um, Is there an association with um, past uh, family history are there certain things that make individuals more prone to heart failure? Is it more predominantly in women or men? So talk to me a little bit about that from a presentation perspective. Yeah, so um, your family history and genetics are the one thing that you can't change. Right. Um, so if you do have a family history, you're more at risk to have heart failure. Um, people who have had a heart attack or coronary artery disease, um, high blood pressure, hypertension are more at risk. Um, any valve issues. Okay. Um, 
also inflammation of your heart, uh, myocarditis, okay. irregular heart rhythms, um, or which we call arrhythmias. Okay. Um, so those are some of the people that are more at risk for heart failure. At risk. Okay, so what are some of the symptoms that you would look for um, that should really um, cue you in to maybe dig a little deeper or, re- or um, connect with your physician um, and seek medical evaluation? Yeah, that's a great question. So some uh, symptoms that patients experience, um, a shortness of breath, a cough that won't go away, um, swelling in your feet, ankles, legs, or belly, uh, any weight gain that can't be explained, hard to breathe when laying flat, if you wake up in the night because you feel like you can't breathe, feeling tired or like you have no energy, and increased urination at night are things that um, patients with congestive heart failure really notice. Okay, okay, that's that's great information. Is there an association with diet? So when I think about, you know, foods, processed foods, foods high in sodium, um, and how, you know, Sometimes we're all we're moving at fast pace and, and we get the most convenient meals sometimes and they really have a lot of sodium intake. Is there an association with that and the stress on your, your heart that leads to heart failure? Yeah. So um, increased sodium intake makes you hold on to fluid. Okay. So being cautious about how much sodium you're intaking um, is really important. So some heart-healthy eating Um, You want to avoid those processed and convenience foods. Some things that are high in sodium we really don't think about are salad dressings, um, canned vegetables, and meats. You want to try to stay away from those. Um, And, of course, chips and snacking foods. Oh, that's my weakness. I know. Okay. It's hard to do. So when I meet with patients, we go over a lot of diet uh, education and things that can be done. Um, And that's the biggest thing. You know, now you have to make a lifestyle change. Um, But we say we still like you to be able to eat the things you enjoy. It's just in moderation. Right. So, you know, our um, role is um, to seek to educate. So what is the daily... Um, level of sodium intake that would be appropriate, especially for our viewers if they want to begin to look at labels and understand serving size and portion size um, to start making those changes. Yeah, so um, with heart failure, we recommend about 1,500 milligrams of sodium in a day. And you think, okay, that's a lot, right? Well, one teaspoon of table salt has 2,300 milligrams of sodium in it. And everyone is shocked when I tell them that. Oh, my goodness. Um, Because you think just a dash of salt, um, but it can make a difference. So looking at those nutrition labels and Mm -hmm. looking at how many servings are in that package that you're eating. Is there a salt that's better? (laughs) Like pink salt, blue salt, sea salt? So that pink... Because I do add and... And, you know, and I, you know, when you, when you think about wanting to taste your food, we also could talk about what are other ways to add that, that probably um, have less sodium. But I know that, you know, people who are real foodies really get into, you know, making the food taste really, really good, which means adding a lot of seasonings, which right. are high in salt. Right. Um, so that pink Him- Himalayan sea salt has the same amount of sodium oh, in it. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> wow. um, 
but <laughs> I know it's sad, isn't it? Um, the <laughs> a paper that I give out to patients when I see them is herbs and spices to use instead of salt, and it goes through what meats and things they pair with. Okay. So everyday seasonings that you have at your house, okay. um, most people have, and it'll tell you what foods are going to go to because you still want your food to taste good. Right, right. That's important. Yeah, I know for me, we, we've had a lot of conversation about MSG, um, but I like accent, and I realize that that is also high in sodium. Yeah. So um, you do have to be cognizant of that. So Yeah, your mixtures of spices, um, the McCormick's, things that are pre mixed together usually have salt in them wow so heart failure um, can be Mm -hmm. life-threatening and people may experience severe symptoms and we've talked a little bit about that Um, when we think about it getting to that end stage um, what are things that precipitate that Um, is it due to mismanagement Um, so I'm sure everybody's different Mm -hmm. Um, but what determines that outcome what are what are some of the things that um, lead to that yeah so um so your symptom management um, is very important taking all your medications as prescribed by your doctor um, very important thing to do and then I would say early uh, intervention with palliative care to come up with a plan on the things that you want done how to live your life um is important and people find very helpful okay and early identification because I would think that you know the more damage over time mm-hmm. right um, and I know there's tests that can be done talk a little bit about that to determine what your um, degree or severity is is, is that correct yeah um, can, so uh, echocardiogram okay and um, that's going to give you the ratio of the amount of blood pumped out and what's left in the heart with each beat, and that's your ejection fraction. Okay. Okay, so um, in the start of heart failure, we see an uh, ejection fraction 40 to 50%. Okay. Um, it can go as low as 10%, and okay. that's going to be your severe heart failure. Severe, severe heart failure. Wow, that's great information. Um, now that we have talked about all of those things what symptoms um, and you talked a little bit about that in in, in the um, previous question I just asked would necessitate like a 911 or an emergency response um, for someone experiencing congestive heart failure yeah so if you have shortness of breath to the point where you're unable to talk um, that's flash pulmonary edema and your lungs fill up with fluid um, that warrants a 911 call. Any chest pain that's not relieved, um, you want to call 911. Okay. Call in your PCP with any of the symptoms getting worse is also important. You want to be proactive, not reactive. So catching things early. Okay, very good, Kim. So when we talk about lifestyle changes, um, it is a chronic disease, unfortunately, um, and how you manage it is so important and really impacts your quality of life. Um, what are some lifestyle changes that um, can help with that or would compound and make the disease process worse? Yeah, so reducing your stress okay. is important. Um, 
taken all your medications as prescribed. Some people will skip medications because they make them have to go to the bathroom right. frequently. Right. And with heart failure, you see that. Um, those dietary modifications. Okay. Um, those are some of the lifestyle changes you want to have. Quitting smoking oh, if you smoke. Yes. Um, that's very important. Okay. Eliminating um, alcohol intake. Uh, so is red wine, you know, you hear sometimes that if you're going to do things, red wine is better for the heart. Is that a misconception? Uh. <laughs> Depends on who you ask. Okay, okay. Um, but limiting in moderation, that's All what we like to say. Wine. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, and then, obviously, weight loss. Is there a certain BMI that... Um, is there a target as it relates to that or? Uh, so you want to be your healthiest weight. Okay. Um, okay. That's, that's something. It's individualized. It's individualized right. per okay. patient. So exercise, we say about 30 minutes a day, most days of the week. Okay. Just to be active, weight loss, change in your diet and that okay. sort of thing. And it's mostly brisk walking. I know like. Getting you know, your heart sometimes rate you up. see people leisurely walking. Yeah. So if you're going to do it, it has to be impactful. So you want to get the heart rate up. Right? Yeah. You want to be winded. Right? Yes. Still yeah. Be getting, able to that heart, getting that heart rate up is important. Okay. Um, but you don't want to exercise to the point where you can't breathe. Okay. So doing as much as you can. Okay. Really good. Um, so are there support groups um you know embedded within riverside uh for individuals experiencing congestive heart failure so we have the navigate navigation piece or the navigator which is that support to walk you through the disease process and be there what what a great resource but are there other things embedded within our system to support um, individuals experiencing this disease? Yes, yeah, so we do offer a support group. Okay. Um, we meet the fourth Thursday of every month from three to four in the Annex building. Okay. And we have a dietitian that can come. We've done cooking demonstrations okay. where we've made heart healthy food and people have tried things they didn't know they liked right. and they tasted good. Right. Um, we also have pharmacy that can come, go over medications, answer any questions patients have about their medicines. And we offer this to patients and their families. So the family can come to know how to support their loved one. Okay. Okay. Very good. Is there anything else you would like to share with our viewers? It's just been just a wealth of knowledge. Um, anything that you feel like would be uh, beneficial or instrumental for our viewers to understand as it relates to this disease? Um, just know that there's other patients out there that are experiencing the same thing and connecting with them and um, sharing ideas and ways that you manage your heart failure is really helpful um, to know that you're not alone. You're not the only person experiencing this. And that's one of the great things about our support group. Very good. Um, you also hear about cardiac rehab. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that can be utilized to help manage um, symptoms or support? Um... So the cardiac rehab is going to be ordered by your physician. Okay. Um, and we do see heart failure patients that come from cardiac rehab. Okay. Um, so Riverside does offer cardiac rehab, and that's going to be prescribed by your doctor. By your doctor. Mm -hmm. But there are other ways to, to support them if, you know, depending on where they, where they are in, in the level of disease to get their activity level up and help them, you know, build their strength. Um, yeah. Would be within that program. So that's really great to have, and that just speaks to us having all of those 
all-encompassing services mm -hmm. um, to sort support um, patients experiencing this. So if somebody wants to reach out and they want more information or want to talk directly with you, um, can you tell them how they can reach you? Yeah, so um, we have a flyer that's on our website, and it's the Heart Failure Support Group flyer. Um, and it has my contact information, but if you would like to, it's Kimberly.Sladen at RIVHS.com. And you can just email me for the information. And we also do a Zoom link for patients who are unable to come for okay. the support group. Okay. All right. Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us. You can always come back at any time. Thank you for sharing your expertise. Um, and thank you to our listeners um, for joining in. Yes, it was so great to be here. Yes, yes. Great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.